Good day. Welcome to the ESPN Media Conference call for the SPs. Today's conference is being recorded. At this time, I'd like to turn the conference over to Isabel Lopez. Please go ahead, ma'am. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on today's conference call. Um, we have the three SPs hosts today. That is Sue Bird, Megan Rapino, and Russell Wilson joining us to answer your calls about this year's show. Um, and before we get started, I just want to introduce Rob King, who's the SVP and editor-at-large for ESPN content and is the executive at ESPN who oversees the SBs. So we'll just kick it over to Rob for a quick introduction. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Um, as Isabel mentioned, I, I do have this opportunity to oversee the SBs for ESPN. Uh, it's clear that this is going to be a different show from years past. It's hard to start any conversation about the ESPYs without thinking of longtime producer Maura Mant, who's this spring still weighs heavily on our hearts. Maura always thought of the show as an event and celebrated sport as a showcase for hope and heart and community. And I can only imagine what she would have thought of the world in which we find ourselves today. So one goal of ours was to do a show she'd be proud of. Uh, that's why we're so thrilled to have Sue and Megan and Russell hosting and excited to bring their energy and passion for sports to the show. We're going to be joined by some of the top athletes across sports, folks like Simone Biles, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, Brianna Stewart, Peyton Manning, a lot more. We've produced this show along with Jeff's team at Maggie Vision to reflect the unique challenges and triumphs of our present time. We'll still highlight moments from sports, uh, moments for the year in sports, and there will still be lighthearted segments and comedic moments. But we'll also be showcasing inspiring stories of service and perseverance and courage in the face of this unprecedented health crisis that has gripped the world for the last several months. This show will absolutely showcase athlete activism as the country grapples with the need for racial equality in sports and beyond, with an attitude for fostering a positive path forward during these turbulent times. Jeff's on to address any questions related to the production and or content of the show, but we know you'd really like to hear from our hosts. So with that, we'll open up the call for questions. Thank you. Uh, if you'd like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Again, that is star 1 to ask a question. Uh, we'll just pause for a moment. Once again, that is star one to ask a question. We'll pause for just a moment. All right, uh, we'll now take our uh, first question from Neil Best at Newsday. Please go ahead. Um, this is for Sue. Uh, what, what does it mean to you to be a part of the SPs in this, you know, sort of unusually circumstances on, on, on many levels? And uh, also, just as a logistical matter, will you be in the same place as Megan during this, or, or is everybody separate, or how, how does this work logistically? Hi. Um, well, I guess I'll start backwards. Um, yes, Megan and I are together. We've basically been quarantining together this entire time. So we were able to shoot um, a lot of what you'll see in the same room, which was nice. And then I think they're going to do some of their fancy TV magic to uh, 
make it look like at some some points that the three of us are in the same room. But yeah, I think you know Russell, he shot where he was, we shot where we were, um, but it was still very much had, you know the the I guess the feel of a big time show, and you could sense the weight of a big time show, and that's what's so exciting about it. Yes, it's different. Yes, all of us are going through so much right now. Um, but that's what's going to make this SBs that much more special. You know, that it's obviously, um, you know, a lot to put together, like I said, logistically. But that doesn't mean the show is going to have a different meeting. It's going to be like every other year celebrating, you know, all the things that the SBs do. And I think for, for me personally, it, it's really exciting to be someone who can come into everybody's living room and, and help provide that, you know, that fun aspect, that inspirational aspect, um, you know, with a focus on sports. But listen, you know, there's a lot more going on right now that, that we're also going to touch on. So um, I think all in all, just a huge honor. Thank you. All right. Once again, that is uh, star one on your telephone keypad to ask a question. Once again, that is star one. On your telephone keypad, if you'd like to ask a question, we'll pause for just a moment. All right, we'll now take our next question from uh, Kelly Agnes at Entertainment Tonight. Please go ahead. Hi. Um, my question is for Russell Wilson. I was just wondering how you and the SBs in particular are going to recognize what is happening in our country right now, especially the fight, you know, for systemic racism to end? Yeah, you know, I think it's a great question. I think we have, a, a, you know, we're definitely, you know, SVs has always been known to do some very special things and to really acknowledge, um, you know, what's going on, um, you know, currently, but also in our country, and just um, we'll definitely acknowledge that in a, in a, in a really um, powerful way, I believe. And, uh, you know, and so, you know, as athletes, we're, we're blessed to be able to play the game, but we're also blessed to be able to, you know, in my opinion, help change culture and help influence and impact. And so, you know, hopefully we get to do that with this year's ESPYs. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll now take our next question from Lindsay Kimball at People. Please go ahead. Hi, thank you so much. This is um, for whoever would like to answer. Um, I'm just wondering what you would tell fans about why they should tune into this year's show. Obviously, it's going to be different than there ever has been before, and there hasn't really been any sports this year, so it's a different set of circumstances. Why should um, they tune in? You want me to take this one? <laughs> I was last on, on your reporter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, first of all, let's be honest. We know you're not watching anything else, right? There's really nothing on. There's nothing on TV. Um, <laughs> you haven't seen uh, your sports stars that that are um, normally in the position of entertaining you during this time of the year. So that's that's one reason. Um, second, I mean, I think athletes are just always at this sort of intersection of culture and race and gender and sexuality and, you know, fame, but also this sort of role model. And um, I, I think that there's 
there's, you know, few better people, to be honest, than to talk about some of the issues that we're having in our country, the systemic racism, the inequality, um, you know, how we're all dealing with COVID. Our lives were, were very turned upside down in that. So I, I think it's kind of an interesting, um, you know, it's obviously a, a sports show and a sports awards show, uh, but I think we have a unique ability to sort of pull all of those threads together, sports, life, culture, what's happening with COVID, what's happening with this national uprising, pull it all together, um, and really kind of just talk to the American people sort of from the American people. That's, that's I think, um, how, how we sort of feel um, and how we're kind of looking at it. Um, so I think, like, you know, because even as athletes, we're just like, everyone else dealing with everything that happened. Our lives got turned upside down. Um, you know, we're watching the news every day. We're, um, you know, we're, we're dealing with sort of the, the same things that everyone else is. But I think, um, you know, they can sort of watch us and, and join us and share in this moment with us. And, and it can sort of be hopefully um, an award show that is, is healing and inspiring, um, that's honest and that, you know, talks about things dead on, but but also gives people a chance to, um, you know, have a night where they, they get a smile and maybe they sit around with their family and, and just enjoy a, a couple hours of um, some sports, but also life going on in, in the country right now. Thank you so much. All right, we'll now take our next question from Henry Bursnell at Yahoo Sports. Please go ahead. Yeah, this is kind of, I guess, for Megan or Sue, because Russell kind of already touched on, um, and sorry, this is a two-part question, actually, but um, Russell already kind of touched on what uh, what you guys are, what 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 is what will be done to kind of address, you know, race and, and the, the current moment in the country and everything going on. Um, I'm wondering, like, what those, how you guys approached um, or, or discussed, like, who was, who was a part of the discussions um, and in kind of outlining the approach to, to address some of those things? Hi. Yeah, well, I think Russell really said it best, you know. Um, the SBs usually does provide this opportunity um, to have powerful moments. And I think the three of us are aligned in that we want to have some powerful moments. Are there going to be, you know, fun moments and inspirational moments? Yes. But we also have um, this unique opportunity to, like Megan said, be in everyone's living room and to share this experience and, once again, to have that that moment. And I think the best part is that the three of us really do see eye to eye. We've had one conversation about it um, in terms of what we wanted to accomplish, how we wanted to accomplish it. Um, and when you have three people who are aligned in that way, it, it usually you know, does make for something that's organic and genuine. And um, I think that's what we're all excited about because it, it can be something that could be pretty important for, for a, lot of, a lot of people, Megan. Yeah, you guys keep asking. We're not giving away all the secrets. To the I know. Right? <laughs> we got to keep some things fun and some of it. <laughs> we got to make sure you guys watch and not just do the press conference. Uh, no, but like Sue and Russell said, I mean, this is, you know, an opportunity for for all three of us. Um, first of all, to rep what Seattle's all about. So that's pretty special to all three of us to be able to rep our city like you that. You know it. Um, <laughs> you know, in a place that exactly a place that we get to call home and um, a place I think that we're all three really proud of. And you know, when it comes to issues, um, you know, surrounding race and inequality, um, we're all aligned. And, and this isn't something that we, um, you know, shied away from. If anything, we want to really lean into this. I feel like, um, you know, the country does need 
you know, strong, powerful, genuine, really authentic voices. And the sort of pre-call that we had, you know, Russ spoke a lot about just, just making sure that it's authentic and our, our our true voices really, you know, speak to it. And I feel like those voices will echo a lot of what the country is feeling right now. And Megan, just to follow up on a, a bit of that and, and one thing that you spoke about earlier, like you've obviously been a very vocal ally in the fight against police brutality and, and racial injustice in the past and, and currently as well. I was wondering, how much does your identity as a gay woman um, and your maybe your some like your firsthand knowledge of just the discrimination that the LGBTQ community faces, like how much of that does, informs your allyship with the Black Lives Matter movement and what a lot of Black people are fighting for? I mean, to be honest, it, it informed it way before I even knew what the official term for it was, what the, what the sort of. Uh, uh-huh. You know, actual term, which is intersectionality. Um, you know, I thought, you know, when I when I saw Colin Neal, when I saw the WNBA players wearing the shirts, um, you know, watching and learning through Ferguson and the years to come after that, and obviously into 2016, there did come a point where I was like, wow, yeah, I've, I've looked at that flag and not had all of my rights upheld. Um, and we just had a huge court case in the Supreme Court um, that came out yesterday, um, barring Alito, Thomas, and Kavanaugh, who um, unfortunately voted no. They can have that on their record forever. But, you know, to still have to fight these fights, um, you know, not nearly to the degree that we're talking about with black people and police brutality and systemic racism in this country. But, you know, I can understand it. I can I can hear Colin speak and hear other, other um, people speak or activists speak and say, yeah, I get what you're saying. I may not have walked a mile in your shoes, but I believe you in what you're saying because I've been in that position asking someone to believe me and back me knowing that uh, they hadn't had the same experience. So I think it it totally informed and just um, kind of drove home, um, you know, not that I needed that to, be- to believe them, but I, I felt sort of an extra sense of um, solidarity in that knowing that I've looked at the flag at times during my career, sang the national anthem, um, you know, hand over my heart at times where, where it didn't actually protect all of the rights that it said it did. Got it. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. We'll now take our next question from Jeff Jacobs at Hearst Connecticut Media. Please go ahead. Uh, hi. Um, I, Megan kind of answered it, but it, and some of this kind of bumped up against the rails of what you guys already been talking about. But I wanted to ask uh, Russell what he feels that white athletes in white America can add and help in the Black uh, uh, Lives Matter movement. And also, uh, Sue, from a white athlete's perspective, what do you think that uh, that we can add? Yeah, you know, I, you know, we've had tons of conversations with my with my teammates and friends and stuff like that. And I think one one of the important things one is is understanding and knowledge, and the ability to listen. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I think one of the one of the things that's really critical in that is is also you know the ability to to also you know go on these protests and go on these, you know, moments of of change with us, right? And I think that's really, really critical. I think that's the most important part of it all is, is it's one thing to listen, it's another thing to act and help and to, you know, make a difference. And I think that's the biggest thing that I know a lot of our, my, my teammates have been, you know, we've been talking about and, 
you know, how to, you know, asking the right questions of how do we, how do we do stuff and, you know, what do we need to do? And, you know, so I think that's, that's the first, I think that's, that's the biggest thing is, you know, obviously being able to listen and understand, but also to be able to, you know, be in the process of, of, of change with us. And I think, you know, Megan and Sue do a tremendous job of that, you know, and they, they've always, they've always done a great job of that. So that's why I'm excited to host with them too. Um, I think for me, it's like a perfect segue to, to how Russell just ended, which is um, I think for white athletes, there's this, especially if, if you're somebody who, you know, obviously I can only speak from, from my perspective, my experience. You know, I've had a lot of black teammates in my time, and I think there is a difference between, you know, just being somebody's teammate, being someone's friend, and thinking you understand and actually under, and actually knowing and actually educating yourself. And, and at times there have been moments where, you know, um, particularly in 2016, that's the best example with the WNBA and and our league taking a stand and wearing T-shirts. Um, and I think about that and I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, as that white athlete, of course I'm going to stand by my teammates and, and wear these T-shirts and support. But now, and, and a lot of people, you know, refer to that as being an ally. But now I think as a, as a white athlete, it has to go further than that. It can't just be that you show up, wear the T-shirt, and say you support you do need to educate yourself. You do need to be aware. You do need to have a level of understanding because that is how you can continue the conversation and that is how you can show up and that is how you can, you know, move things forward, not just on the one time to wear the shirt, but what are you going to do every day after that? Um, and, and at times that might sound intimidating for some and, and for everybody it's going to look different. You know, to Russell's point, there are going to be people who go protest and that, that's something that they're – you know, they can find value in. For others, it'll look different. But it is about being willing to figure that out for yourself and, and again, being more than just an ally. Thanks. All right, we'll now take our next question from Katie, ba uh, Katie Baker at The uh, Ringer. Please go ahead. Hi. Um, you've all talked about, you know, being role models and being authentic voices, Um watching and I'm just curious uh, when you look back on your own lives as kids and growing up um, are there any you know is there anyone that stands out as someone who is a role model to you whether it's an athlete or otherwise um, kind of in the same vein as, as what you're doing now this is for anyone that might have an answer yeah I mean it's Russell here I, you know I think you know for me growing up you know, it was, you know, it's going to be Father's Day on, you know, on the day of the ESPYs, and I, I think about, you know, what my dad meant to me, and I think about how far I've come, all the lessons he taught me, the lessons of how to throw the ground ball, to how to throw a deep post route, to, um, you know, how to always, you know, get up early and train hard and try to be the first one up, all the way to my education, but also, you know, teach me, you know, that the reality of, what we're going through right now in society is very real, and especially being a young, you know, African American, you know, black boy, you know, when I go in the store, you know, I have to put my hands in my pockets. You know, that was a real thing. So he taught me a wide range of many things, and I think about all the things that the world's going through right now, uh, and the reality that you know I, I have a, you know, a stepson, I got a daughter, and another baby on the way, and uh, you know, it's. It's for me to be able to host the ESPYs and to do this with Megan and Sue and to do it on, on Father's Day and in the midst of everything that's going on. Um, 
you know, I'm grateful that I had, you know, a dad that could, a father figure that could prepare me for moments like this and to, just to be able to try to uplift people. And I think that he was the biggest light that, you know, that, that, that was in my life. Uh, even though he passed away, I got drafted June 8, 2010 in baseball. And the next day he passed away June 9, 2010. So it was the highest of the high to the lowest of my load within 24 hours. And, uh, but what I found in that moment and the, despite all that happening and the next day I, I, you know, I went to go drive to the store or whatever. And I never forget driving and, there was a moment there where I was pretty, pretty down, pretty distraught, and I, I never forget this when I, when I kind of just said, you know what, the sun still comes up in the morning, and just I, I, I you know, I have, I've always believed that, to me, um, when you get to have people that you look up to, that can inspire, and influence and impact you, like my dad did for me, um, that's always given me a really good perspective, you know, on life, and I think. You know, the other things that, you know, I, of course I had my favorite athletes. You know, I had, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, watching The Last Dance. I was, I was a kid all over again. I used to try to do that, that, uh, that movie did on Russell. I know Sue Bird can do it, you know, any day of the week. And, uh, but I used to try to do that when I was a young kid. And I'll never forget that. I, you know, the hi- highlights of, you know, Derek Jeter, you know, um, you know, making all of his plays and just how he always had a smile on his face, but was always so professional. And so there's been athletes like that that I've always, kind of watched and admired. I remember my dad, you know, telling me stories about athletes like Muhammad Ali and such and my grandfather and telling me stories about him. And, you know, I got a chance to spend some time around Jim Brown and some different people. And so, but, you know, my dad was my biggest highlight, you know, the biggest person that I always looked up to. And, you know, it's it's kind of, a, you know, I don't believe it's a coincidence that it's on Father's Day. And, you know, it's just a special time in that sense, but it's also a very tough time. And I think, um, you know, there's a quote in the Bible that says, when much is given, much is required. And I think that it's really important that, you know, that people like myself, Megan, Sue, um, you know, we've, we've been given a lot. And, um, but, you know, to be able to give back and serve is what's really important. And the last thing I'll say is my dad used to always tell me one thing. I'll never forget this. I tell kids this all the time. He'd say, son, you know, how you measure a man's significance or a woman's significance. I said, how's that? And he said, he always said to me, it's not the day that you were born, it's not the day that you die, but it's the hash mark in between. It's the people that you've impacted in, in that hash mark. And so what are you going to do about it? And so hopefully, you know, with, you know, my life and, and uh, you know, my journey of life, you know, and being able to raise kids, hopefully I can do something with that hash mark. Well, thank you Russell. so much. Really appreciate really. Um, yeah, your, you your dad would be so proud of you because I literally just looked up out of our window and I saw someone wearing your jersey. So you're having <laughs> that impact. I'm not even joking. <laughs> but you're having yeah, that impact. So um, and he's definitely proud of you. Your dad, your dad raised a good man. Oh, you guys are too sweet. You guys are amazing. How is it sunny? Is it sunny in Seattle right now? It actually is. Dare we say? I know. Nice. I, like, I it like it. It's been raining a bunch. All <laughs> right. We'll now take our next question from uh, Neil Best at Newsday. Once again, please go ahead. Uh, this is for Megan. I was just, you know, I was obviously after your support of Kaepernick back in seventeen. I was just curious what you thought of 
Roger Goodell's statement last week and then even, you know, last night when he finally mentioned Colin by name. What did you what did you think of the NFL's current stance on this? Um oh he did find I didn't I didn't actually see oh, the um uh Yeah, last night statement. he mentioned his name. <laughs> okay. Well, th- listen, they um they are learning on a very slow curve, but they are <laughs> hopefully <laughs> learning nonetheless. Um I mean, I think this time, you know, is really like, okay, it's great for these companies to come out and, you know, have a statement or whatever, but, like, it is really about action. And it's about kind of walking that walk, kind of like what Sue said. It's like it's one thing to put on a shirt and then take off the shirt. You know, we obviously have the privilege of taking off the shirt. And black people and people of color, um, you know, in this country and in the world, frankly, you know, don't have that ability and so, and don't have that privilege. So I think that honestly is an amazing thing. I know it's kind of like, man, if I was a company right now and I didn't do the right thing, you know, you got a call out coming, but it, it's more than a call out. It's like, it, it's, you know, hopefully a lot of it is a call in and a call to action and a call to like, hey, listen, we all need to do better and we're we're going to keep tabs on you, but in a good way. And, like, if you're in it for the right reasons, then, um, you know, everyone can sort of work together for the common goal, common goal which really is, you know, eradicating systemic racism and, um, you know, creating a world that's uh, much more equal. Obviously, the, you know, I think it's the NFL, um, I think a lot of people thought they were doing the wrong thing when they did it, um, and clearly they've come to that conclusion. And now it's about doing the work. Um, so, you know, having Roger Goodell, you know, even to say Colin Kaepernick's name is important. It's important that he is showing that support. It's important that he's saying that. Um, it's important that after the first statement they put out um, and after the kind of outcry about that, it's important that they that he went back and, and said something different. And I, I think something really important during this time going forward is, you know, white people, we're not going to get it right all the time, but that can't be an impediment to trying over and over and over again. This is not something that is a moment or, uh, you know, a particular point in time. This has to be part of our daily practice, part of our life's work, whether that be, you know, in little conversations with your family or whether that's the NFL saying something like that. And obviously, you know, my federation, which, uh, you know, enacted a rule to prevent, um, you know, basically me from kneeling because I was the, you know, I was the only one kneeling, but essentially they were trying to silence, you know, the voice that was, you know, echoing Colin Kaepernick and echoing millions of black Americans in this country. I think that that's a really important and positive first step. And now it's about continuing that work and continuing to make that work a part of the daily practice of the company or of the organization of the fabric of the makeup, whether that's the players or, you know, the front offices or the coaches or the owners or the way the media covers it and the way sponsors cover it. And sort of everybody needs to be involved on all different fronts to tackle this issue that is, um, you know, clearly so pervasive in our country. Thank you. All right. And once again, that is star one on your telephone keypad if, uh, if you'd like to ask a question or queue up for questions. Uh, we'll now take our next question from Lindsay Campbell at People. Please go ahead. 
Hi, thanks. This is for Russell. Um, Russell, I'm wondering if your family has gotten involved at all in your hosting duties, or are they just kind of behind the scenes cheering you on? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I think that, uh, you know, you know, I think you guys will have to watch this, the show and, and see if there's any fun there or any surprises. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to give anything away here, but, uh, yeah, we, we have a little fun. That's for sure. Great. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll now take our next question from, uh, Darden Heslip, uh, Jarrell Sports Consultant. Please go ahead. And once again, your line is now open. You may go ahead. Sorry, I have my phone on mute. I'm sorry, guys. How you guys doing? Well, my name is Jarrell Hessel. <laughs> my name is Jarrell Hessel. I'm also the host of uh, Jarrell's uh, Journal's podcast. Uh, you guys actually already answered a lot of my questions. Um, I guess the only other thing that I would ask, uh, you guys mentioned that uh, you already all, all three are on the same kind of wave page, uh, as far as how you're going to address, uh, the climate of the world. Um, I guess the only other thing I would want to know is do you guys plan on addressing your former, or not former athletes, but other athletes that are hesitant to step out and speak out or unaware or knowledgeable about, uh, you know, black America, uh, because young youth are watching and sports is the greatest way to unify, uh, so will you be will we will we be seeing you guys uh trying to reach out and you know get other athletes uh professional athletes to speak out uh on social climate or yeah I can take this one yeah i i think our you know uh you know if you know megan sue myself, you know we definitely want to encourage people. To, to be able to make an impact. And I think that's what, you know, as you mentioned, you know, sports has a great opportunity to do that, right? And I think um, we'll definitely be doing that in this show and, and trying to be, encourage, you know, encouraging people to make a difference, you know, as much as they can and where they can. And we're doing that on our own teams too, you know. I think that's important too as well, right? So obviously we're leaders of our own fields and teams and everything else, and so I think that's important as well. Awesome, awesome. I think it can, it can I just build on that a little bit. Um, you know, as Russell said, it's, you know, of course there's, there's big moments that come, um, and it's important to, to seize those moments and to make the most of them. But it, it is about this sort of daily, um, you know, daily practice that we need to make it. We can't just seize it in the moment. Um, and I think right now it's really important, you know, particularly for, for white people, um, who maybe haven't been outspoken or who, you know, maybe frankly are a little late to the party, um, don't really quite know where to start. Um, I, I think it's important, as I kind of mentioned before, to not call out but to call in and to allow that space to say, like, listen, you know, it, okay, you're late to the party. Um, let's let's get you educated. Now, listen, once you get called in, you're probably going to get called out because you didn't say something <laughs> or you're not going to know something, so we're going to, you know, reserve the right also to, to make sure that there's uh, corrections if need be, but also to do to provide that space because ultimately what do we want? We want people educated. We want people to have the tools both, you know, verbally and in conversation and in their workplace and in their families to start to talk about 
systemic racism and start to start to really break it down so we can root it out. We have to know exactly what the problem is in order to to identify it and to solve it. So I think as Russ was saying, awesome. it's conversations with friends and family and teammates and, and everyone and kind of this idea of like, let's just all acknowledge it for what it is and now let's let's get to work. That's awesome. And is there any skits that we're, you can you guys are looking forward to? Yeah, I definitely think we have some fun, you know, some stuff in there for sure. So <laughs> once again, we can't t- t- say exactly what it is. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, thank you for you guys' time. Yeah, great question. Thank you. Okay, guys, uh, I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys again for joining, and thank you so much to our host, the SE's Air, this Sunday. And we will have some more announcements coming for you this week. Okay, thank you all. all right. Thanks for everything. Looking forward thank to seeing you guys. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Okay, thanks, you guys. Thank you. All right, this concludes today's call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect.